What's up, everyone? Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is March 13th, 2019. The day was March 13th, 1988. Deaf President Now, a student protest at Gallaudet University in Washington, D.C., came to a close. As a result, Dr. I. King Jordan was named the eighth but first deaf president of the university. Just a week earlier, another hearing person had been chosen as the seventh president of the university. Gallaudet is a university for people who are deaf and hard of hearing. So this decision was a disappointment to many people on campus and in the deaf community. There were plenty of deaf people who were qualified for the position. People have been asking for a deaf person to be named president for a while, and two of the three finalists for the presidency were deaf. But the board of trustees had decided to appoint Elizabeth A. Zenser, the only hearing candidate to the position. This sparked outrage and marked the start of a week-long protest that would catalyze change at the university and in American deaf culture and law. Gallaudet University was founded in 1864, but in all those years leading up to the protests in 1988, the university had never had a deaf president. Considering it's a university specifically for the deaf and hard of hearing, that may seem pretty ridiculous. But there were still prejudices against deaf and hard of hearing people. And there was conflict within the community of educators of deaf people. Some educators, dubbed manualists, supported using sign language to teach deaf students. The other camp, the oralists, believed deaf people should learn to read lips and speak. So educators at Gallaudet and other schools for the deaf were mainly people who could hear. Some schools didn't hire any deaf teachers. And in the beginning at Gallaudet, there weren't many deaf candidates who were qualified to be president of the university because education for the deaf in the United States was sorely lacking. All of this is why by 1988, Gallaudet had only had male presidents who could hear. But between 1983 and 1987, the school had trouble keeping presidents. It went through three of them in that short time. When the seventh president, Jerry Lee, stepped down in 1987, the board of trustees began the search for someone who could take his spot. A consultant was hired to make sure the school found the best candidates. By mid-January, the pool was narrowed down to three deaf people and three hearing people. And on February 28th, the three finalists were announced. Dr. Harvey Corson, Dr. I. King Jordan, and Dr. Elizabeth Zinser. Corson and Jordan were both deaf men, while Zinser was a hearing woman. By this point, there was no valid reason for a deaf person not to be president of the university. Throughout the search for a new president, deaf advocacy groups, faculty, and alumni have been lobbying for a deaf president. President George Bush and civil rights leader Jesse Jackson had even made known their support for a deaf president of the university. But it was the action of the university students that really kicked the momentum into high gear. On March 1st, more than 1,000 students, faculty, advocates in the deaf community, and other supporters of the movement participated in a rally to demand a deaf president. 
Over the next several days, the student body government president asked Zinsser to withdraw. Students camped out in tents, and a TV crew came out to the campus. So when the board of trustees interviewed each candidate on the 5th and the 6th, it seemed like there was a good chance the next president would be deaf. Instead, at 6.30 p.m., the board handed out press releases saying they'd pick Zinsser, the only hearing candidate. And people were upset. Some of the protesters met with the board after interrupting a press conference the chair of the board and one of the deaf trustees held. But not much progress was made. So students began boycotts, sit-ins, and marches in protest of the board's decision. By March 7th, protest leaders had formalized their demands. They were that, one, Elizabeth Zinsser must resign and a deaf person be selected president. Two, Jane Spillman must step down as chairperson of the board of trustees. Three, deaf people must constitute a 51% majority on the board. And four, there would be no reprisals against any student or employee involved in the protest. But the board didn't budge. So the protesters formed the Deaf President Now Council, an assembly of students, faculty, staff, alumni, interpreters, fundraisers, and legal liaisons. The protest gained more media attention. And on March 10th, Zinsser announced her resignation. On Sunday, March 13th, the board met and announced that they would honor the other conditions. Dr. I. King Jordan was named president. Jordan went on to play a role in supporting the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990, and he remained president until 2006. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to learn more about the Deaf President Now protest, listen to the episode of Stuff You Missed in History class called Deaf President Now. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at T-D-I-H-C podcast. We'll see you here in the same place tomorrow.